Hey, welcome to another episode of Grace and Truth with Johnny Rollett. Grace and Truth comes from John 1.14, where it says Jesus was full of grace and truth. Join us today on this podcast as we dive into deep revelation and find ways to make it understandable cowboy style simple that's the way i like it and i hope you do too let's get into the word it says <clears throat> let's go to we're actually going to start in verse 11 it says put on the whole armor of god that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood but against principalities darkness against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil and in the evil day and having done all to stand, stand. Therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one and to take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Theologically, there is... So much here to unpack. And this, this portion of scripture has also been, so it's it's been to some degree poor, wrongly taught, to some degree poorly taught, to some degree overly taught, uh, to some degree um, made into things that shouldn't even be about. And, and I think this is a portion of scripture that, that a lot of like uh, how do I don't know exactly. Let's call them zealots. That's the best way I can say it. religious zealots will take this scripture and turn it into we gotta pick up our swords. We gotta get our militant mindset, and we gotta go charge the gates of hell. We gotta go down to this. And, and stand out in front of this church and, or stand out in front of this, uh, these kind of people. And, 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 and you know, it, they turn it into a physical idealism. And I don't know that there's, that there's, I think it's because Paul, Paul takes it and turns it into, I, 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 honestly think that Paul is just literally just writing obviously under the power of the Holy Spirit but I, I believe that he's just like I, I could even see that Paul looks up and sees a Roman soldier walking and goes hey let's use some of that there's the helmet there's something but I also know that a lot of this stuff he is pulling from the Septuagint Paul is you got to understand Paul knows is reads the Greek uh scripture so that's the Septuagint. So all of this stuff, all of the helmet of salvation, the feet, the the 
the the the feet shod with the preparation of the uh, all of that stuff are all pictures that he's that are all out of uh, of the Old Testament. Joshua, Joshua is has it uses a lot of that. Um, there's there's he's pulling out all that kind of stuff. I don't think he's putting it in order. I think there's a lot of pastors that like to try to make it into like, you know, well, first of all, you got to put on this. Well, if you're going to put it in order, then it seems like the first thing you do is put on the helmet of salvation. If, if it was in order, I just don't think that he's trying to turn it into what we made it. He's literally just saying these are fundamental things, but here's, here's the thing. He's not talking about a physical battle and he's so crystal clear. I think sometimes Christians are too much into a physical, you know, wanting to battle it out. I want to, I want to get on Facebook and I want to battle it out with other Christians and tell them why they're wrong. And I don't even know if you're even saved and all this just completely garbage stuff that's going on out there. And over different denominations and different theologies and different ideologies and and people are just fighting and arguing all the time and and they use these scriptures to somehow denote that I'm 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 doing it right. This is why Paul gives me the right. But Paul literally says, <clears throat> just in case you're wondering, we wrestle not with flesh and blood. So in other words, this is not a physical battle. This is a spiritual battle. You're not literally putting on a helmet. You're not, I mean, it's funny because I'm sitting there saying this and I'm, I know I can hear you guys going, well, we know that. We know that you don't walk around with a breastplate of righteousness and a, and a helmet of salvation and, a, and a, a, a girding of your waist of truth. You know, we, we know that. You think you know that. But just because it's not a physical helmet, they're still... They're trying to physically fight a battle that is already won. I, I, was, I was reading a, a, a scholar the other day, and he said this. God can do more with the death of Jesus than he can with the life of you. I want you just to sit and chew on that for a second. Your power doesn't come from your life. Your power doesn't come from your aptitude. It doesn't come from your strengths. It doesn't come from your gifts and your, your talent. Your only power comes from the death and resurrection, death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. Your life becomes powerful when it's placed in the hands of of Jesus. Your life, your ability of your own manliness, I'm going to go and 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 handle this and do this and is is worthless for the kingdom of God. You without Jesus brings nothing to the table. And and I know that people know that sort of, but I, I think that people really forget. And they think that that this is 
that I'm supposed to take up the full armor of God and I'm supposed to charge the gates of hell with my water pistol and I'm supposed to get out there and get this done and rip this deal and, and go tell people. No, you're supposed to be at rest and you're supposed to be led by the Holy Spirit. And you're supposed to find your life in the death of Christ. Your life begins when you surrender your life. When you die to yourself and you step into the death of Christ, that's when you come alive. And I know it's almost counterintuitive and it's almost like uh, talking in circles, but it's so crucially important for you as a believer to understand where your strength comes from. It's so crucially important that you understand where your hope comes from, where your authority comes from. You are, you are not a man unto yourself. You're not a woman unto yourself. When you become a Christian, yourself dies. That's, that's the whole thing. Paul says, I render myself dead. And it's no longer I that live, but Christ that lives in me. And I begin a spiritual life. Because a spiritual person is who I actually am. I'm not even this guy. This, this is just dirt. This, this is just a dirt capsule. This isn't who I am. My wants, my, my hurts, my desires, my all, all that's all just dirt. It's all just, you think about it, every day we wake up and we clean the dirt and we wash the dirt and we brush the dirt and we feed the dirt and we, get, we gotta make sure we get our coffee for the dirt. And everything's about the dirt, the dirt, the dirt, everything. And that's not even the littlest part of who you are. Your identity is in the spirit man, the breath of God that's in you. And it was dead until Christ woke it up. And now you're alive. And so the flesh has to go under. The flesh goes in back and the flesh is just dirt. Just put that off. Paul literally says, take it off and be who God has always called you to be, spirit man. And in that spirit man, and I'm hoping this makes sense, this is deep and it's cavernous to some degree and just like, oh man, I can't get my head around it. Trust me, I know. It takes, it, it really, this is deep stuff. But it doesn't have to be. So let me say it like this. So when Paul is talking about putting on the full armor of God, he's talking spiritually. So let's, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to wait until tomorrow and I'm going to go down each one of these. The helmet of salvation. We're going to go into what the full armor of God is. But I, I, want, I do want to talk about one part today. And that is the, the, the shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. 
<clears throat> I got to do a shout out to my mother. She called me yesterday and I and I did, wasn't able to answer because I was uh, driving. And then once we got here, we were on full go the moment we got into this area. And then I had that concert last night. And so I need to call her back. And I know what she was probably calling for because she was, I was talking about yesterday, I was just walking around that river and I was talking about my journey with learning peace. I want to make something very clear. I'm not talking in this case. And I think that, I think that peace as, as, as far as it pertains to you being peaceful and walking in rest is very important. It's, I think it's probably one of the most important parts of the Christian life, having peace, knowing that he is our peace, knowing that he is our rest. What I'm talking about here is the gospel of peace, the good news of peace. What I'm really dis wanting to discuss is the idea that you are carriers of good news of his peace. In my honest opinion, I would say that probably 50 to 60% of the people that come to know Jesus, what is going to attract them to you is your inner peace. I'm not talking about the kind of peace that you just go, you're like, okay. Um, every religion, Eastern religion, has the whole, you know, there's all these things of how to, Confucius say, get peace. I, you know, I, listen, if you want, there's peace. You, you can do yoga and try to get your mind at peace. The, you, there's, there's all, and I wouldn't do that. I'm not saying, I'm not saying do that. I mean, there's worldly ways of doing peace. Count to ten. I need to. I need to sit with my legs crossed, and I need to to do Zen and and get my mind. Look, that's all physical peace, and it all is cheap, and it won't last. And if that's what you're looking for, you will look in vain. I'm talking about a peace that's on the inside of you that comes from the spirit man that is knowing that he is walking in peace and he is at rest because he's in Christ. The only way you can have peace, true peace, is to be dead. The only way that you can have true peace is to be your life be found in Christ. The only way you're... you're Yes, there are going to be times when I'm driving down the highway in my in my 45-foot sail that I'm driving and the wind's blowing and trying to push me off the side that I need to sit there and calm my mind down and get to myself, get to some peace. And so there are things that I need to do and think on whatsoever things are, are of God and good and clean and pure and, and I need to renew my mind and, and all those things. But none of that is even possible if the root of who I am isn't in his death, burial, and resurrection. Peace comes 
from a spiritual knowing that the battle is his. The battle is not yours. The battle has already been won. You are more than a conqueror. You are the head and not the tail. You're above only and not beneath. You are the righteousness of Christ. You've been made whole. You've been made complete. You are in Christ literally is peace. He is that. He is love. He is peace. And you literally can walk in that. And that's the that's that that's kind of one of the things that with the feet thing is your that I love about that. Walking with the shotting your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. That you can walk in peace. And it's not another activity to get yourself to peace. It's not your moment of zen, as ESPN says. My peace is like a river that flows. And I want to read something my mother sent me. Shalom. Shalom is a covenant promise. Peace is God's promise made to God's people. In the New Testament, the angels declared at Jesus' birth, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace. That's in Luke chapter 2, verse 14. Jesus came to deliver a new covenant of peace. Paul declared that not only born-again believers can have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Let me read that again because I think I said it wrong. Paul declared that only born-again believers can have peace with God through Jesus Christ. In fact, he himself, Jesus, is our peace. Shalom means peace. In him we have rest. In him we have peace. Shalom. And then mom also wrote, peace, be still, and know that I am God, the Lord thy God in the midst of thee. I just love it. I love the idea of what she's writing. But I also, where I was, where I think God is really challenging me personally is the message of peace. You know that I've been on the message of grace for a long time. But I believe there's a message of peace that hasn't really been taught. And I think in the world that we live in, with the absolute insanity that we see on the news, the insanity, and I, and I don't mean to offend anybody, but if anybody thinks we're going to go back into lockdown and, and put on masks again, they're out their minds. And, and I'm, I'm going to just tell you, you better have some peace, right? The insanity of, of, I was reading, and I have to be careful. I have to protect my mind sometimes because I can get anxious. Because I was reading a whole article about the, the housing market and what's happened and how these, these young people, the, the, for the first time in our country, it's not, an, it's not normal for people to buy houses. It's, it's a luxury item. For the first time in the history of our country, to own a home is going to be a luxury item. 
and even to rent a home, we are they're they're killing these kids, these young people, with with renting prices that are astronomical, and and they they don't need to be that high. And then and then they were saying that that it's literally. You know, so you can you can just you here. Uh, I get off of it, but you can get in, into anxiety over all that stuff. And this is when people need Jesus because they need the message that He is our peace. He is the peace that passes all understanding. That when the whole world seems to be imploding around us and people are are losing their ever loving minds. He is the river that constantly flows that is peace. And we as believers should shod our feet and walk in his peace and take the message of peace to the entire world. Let me just say it like this. People are searching for peace. Some might say peace and joy, but let's just stay with peace. And so where are they finding peace? They're finding peace with Eastern religions. They're trying to find peace with Hinduism and Buddhism and, and you, know, you know, all the different re- ridiculous religions out there. They're trying to find peace and, and sitting on a blanket with their fingers and legs crossed and, and, and chanting. They're trying to find peace with marijuana, drugs, alcohol, anything to quiet this down and be able to find some type of just calm in the middle of the storm. I want you to know and I want you to hear me strongly. The only way you'll ever find peace is in Christ because Christ is our peace. There is no way to calm down your mind without Jesus. Everything else will fail you. Everything else will lead you astray. Jesus is the answer. He's not an answer. He's the answer. And that is the message of the gospel of peace that we need to be walking and teaching and leading people to. This world needs peace. And if you're a believer, you are carrying it. And you better walk in it. And you better, and I'm going to say this so strong, and I'm very fierce about this, die. Die to yourself. Quit it. Quit walking in stress and anxiety and worry and fear and doubt and, and just losing your mind like, like this world is going to hell in a handbasket and I don't know what to do about it and, and I need to get up here and I need to start an argument with this person and I need to fight over this and, and quit it. It's all a bunch of bull. It's all bull. In Him, we have our life. In Him, we have our being. In Him, we have our hope. 
In him we have our peace. In him we have our joy. No other thing on the earth will bring you peace like a river other than Jesus Christ. If you're watching this message later and you're like, it's striking a chord with you, and even if you're a little bit warring about it, I I just, I'm, I'm asking you, inviting you to send me your questions. And if you have never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior, I would be so honored to walk with you on that journey and introduce you to my my Savior, my Lord, my giver of peace, the Prince of Peace. He's a good, good Father, and He is the only hope we have. And I hope you, I hope you get Him. I hope you receive Him. I hope you can just but believe.